This is Restart Hope with Pastor Joel Sicker on FM 94.1 The Voice. Listen, make the best of what you have. Make the best of what you have. Your joy will come from looking to God when you make the best of what you have. You know, you can look and not find. And you can try to search and not get it. But look at what God has blessed you and find joy in it. Like we saw in verse 15, I've commended joy. Four times he's mentioned this so far. And he says, even a wise man can say, hey, I found the answers to life. And Solomon is the wisest man that ever lived other than Jesus. So don't believe any of the wise man that says, I found the answer to joy. And if it's not Jesus, he's a false prophet. But he says, enjoy what's around you. Man, you know what? While we go through civil unrest, believers, let's not lose the peace that passes all understanding. Let's not lose the peace when we come together to worship. Let's not lose the peace for us to rejoice in our unity amongst diversity. What a joy that we as a church have a brown guy as a pastor, right? That's an Idaho of all places. <laughs> God has blessed us immensely. More than material things, he's blessed us with unity that comes from his Holy Spirit. So that there's no longer Jew nor Gentile or black or white or Hispanic or Asian. We're all brothers and sisters in Jesus Christ. It's such a beautiful thing. Make the best of what we have. The third thing he says is realize that God is working behind the scenes. Like we said from the beginning, realize that God is working behind the scenes. God is sovereign and he knows what he's doing. Yes, we are in a fallen world, but God is working everything and will use you and me to be agents of his peace in a broken world. It's not perfect, but I look forward to the day when Jesus will rule the world. That's when it will be perfect. He will rule the world with an iron rod, it says. Stretch of my imagination when Jesus rules the world. There'll be complete peace. Politicians would not be liars. Can you imagine that? <laughs> President James Madison, uh, this quote is ascribed to him. It says, We have staked the whole future of American civilization not upon the power of government, far from it. We've staked the future of all political institutions upon the capacity of mankind for self-government, upon the capacity of each and all of us to govern ourselves, to control ourselves, to sustain ourselves according to the Ten Commandments. He's saying, we've not staked the future of this country based on the power of the government, but we've staked it on you and I being able to follow the Ten Commandments. Look around you. Is that what people are living by? They're not. They're not. We're living in a broken world. We're living in a broken world. People don't follow God's laws. People don't follow God's ways. But you and me as believers... We're called to be salt and light. We're called to be flavorful in a flavorless world. We're called to be light in a dark world. How do we do that? We submit to the government. We submit to its authority. And when time comes, when it infringes on human rights, when it infringes on us being able to live our life as worship to God, we've got to put our foot down in unity, in peace, in grace, but in truth. And we cannot forget that we've got to keep looking upwards towards God. And, and continue to live in the joy that God's given us. If we're arrested, we're arrested. And we'll sing praise to God in the prison cells. Amen? And if we're ostracized, if we're looked down on, we will gladly carry our cross and walk the way of Calvary because the way of Calvary is a lonely road. No one's going to join you. I want to close with three practical applications for us. Number one, we said submit. You have a duty to your country. Number two, your country has a duty towards you. But if God has called you to be involved in being a change 
in the leadership of this country, in whatever capacity, would you please answer that call? I am very privileged and honored to be called an American citizen. While it is heartbreaking to have to let go, I had to, had to forsake my citizenship to India and, and embrace a citizenship to this country. I've been praying about this and asking God, how can I be a voice in this country that can bring changes to, to government policies? that can bring change to, to believers in this country, to be a voice of reason so that we can, we can enforce policies and procedures that will reflect the good news of the gospel. And if God's calling you to do that, I think you should say yes to it. Because the country does have an obligation towards its citizens and it would be great to have godly people in power. And if that's you, I want to pray for you. I think it's a beautiful, it's a fantastic thing for people in our church to, to have a calling for that in whatever capacity God's calling you to. And the third thing, whether God's calling you to this or not, this is everyone's calling. We need to pray for those in leadership. It's a time where there's hatred towards the men in blue. But can we as believers pray for them? And I mean this. I know this is really hard. Can we pray for that cop that's quite possibly living a nightmare right now? Yes, we'll pray for the victims. Yes, we'll pray for the family that's lost, their son, their brother, their friend, their father. But let's not forget that we as believers need to come together and pray for the leadership in this country. Church, I believe that we need to fast and pray for the leadership in our country and around the world. It says in, Second Timothy, in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1, First of all then, I urge that supplication, prayers, intercessions, and thanksgiving be made for all people, for kings and all those who are in high positions, that we may lead a peaceful and quiet life, godly and dignified in every way. This is good and it's pleasing in the sight of God, our Savior, who desires all people to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. In this time where there's hatred towards color, let's stand and pray for people in our leadership. There's a time where there's an accusation of hate on two sides, right? There's division happening among races, among you know, people from different parts of the world even. But we as believers need to unite at the foot of the cross and cry out and cry out for mercy, cry out that God will bring his peace. You know, this is a time, more than anything, more than racial discrimination, I know this sounds really bad, more than the rioting and the fire and the looting, there's a war that's happening that's much more greater than the color of our skin. And it's a war for our souls. Our battle is not against flesh and blood. Our battle is against principalities and powers and forces of darkness. And this battle is not fought with policies and procedures and guns and waving the flag. This war is fought through the power of the Holy Spirit. I'm a preacher. I'm a pastor. And my job is to encourage you to gladly stand for the truth, no matter what the cost is. You know, I'm going to close with this illustration, then I'm going to pray for you. Jesus lived this sermon out perfectly. He was sitting before Pilate. It's in John chapter 19. Pilate was a government who was swayed by the crowd. He was swayed by power. He was swayed by the noise. And Pilate tells him, he says, you will not speak to Jesus, not speak to me. 
Do you not know that I have authority to release you and authority to crucify you? Do you remember Jesus' answer? Jesus answered him, You would have no authority over me at all unless it had been given you from above. Jesus recognized that there is the sovereignty of God. You are invincible until your time comes. And Jesus then, even though he was supposed to be protected, he had done no harm. Pilate comes on and says, Listen man, I found no wrong in this man. But when people yell crucify, what do they do to him man? They stripped him naked, beat him, paraded him downtown. And like I said earlier, the road to Calvary is lonely. But he died for you and me. He died in the place of you and me. He died for all races. He died for each and every person who's committed no matter what size of sin. And they hung him on the cross and they crucified him. He laid on his rights. But yet, he took a stand for the oppressed. Isn't that crazy? And then, he comes to his disciples in Acts chapter 1 and he says, don't go anywhere until you receive power from on high. And you remember what happens in the book of Acts? They're sitting in the upper room and it says there was the Holy Spirit that filled that place. And today is a day where we remember the Pentecost. This is Pentecost Sunday. And they begin to prophesy and they begin to speak in various different tongues. Jesus had given them a command to go into all the world and make disciples. Jesus knew what he was doing. He was sending the disciples into places where there was going to be extreme racism, extreme hatred and prejudice towards them. In fact, the apostle Thomas was killed in India when he came to bring the gospel. History tells us that he was chased by the Brahmins and his arm was chopped off and then they stabbed him in the back and they killed him. They hated him. But what they needed was not an open mind of our differences in color. What they needed was the power of the Holy Ghost. And you and me, believer, child of God, if we don't have the Holy Spirit residing in us, we cannot live in the fruit of the Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We cannot do that, and we cannot bring peace in this broken world. We cannot be salt and light in a society that has civil unrest. So this morning as we close, I want to pray for an infilling of the Holy Spirit. And I want you to know that if you're a believer, and if you've recognized your need for a savior, it's because of the work of the Holy Spirit. It's not that you don't have the Holy Spirit, but the question is, does the Holy Spirit have all of you? And this might be something that seems really off, but if you're a person that's racist, if you're a person that's, that, that this, is, this is building up you know, a prejudice towards people of color, I want to pray for you that God in his Holy Spirit will give you grace to be able to love all people. And if you're a person of color that's living in fear, unnecessary fear and insecurity, looking at the community around you, I want to pray that God will bring you freedom. You know, we as a church, we cannot shy away from talking about things like this and praying for things like this and asking God to give us freedom so we can be salt and light in this broken world. So would you please stand wherever you are, bow your hearts, and raise your hands in complete surrender. And I really hope that this morning, this message is for each and every one of us, uh, not just for those who are struggling with tension in this in the civil unrest that we go through but this message is for each and every one of us to know how God's calling us to be his nail pierced hands in this world that needs his grace and truth so father I come to you in the name of Jesus God you promised us 
that there will be hard times but you told us not to lose heart because you've overcome the world father i pray that courageous christianity will continue that the living church will truly be alive will be alive in love that we'll be alive in the power of your holy spirit father i pray for the presidents and prime ministers and leaders of the countries around the world that your kingdom come and that your will be done father i pray for the churches in this treasure valley and the leaders over these churches thank you lord thank you thank you that you are a gentle shepherd who leads us thank you that you walk in your church i thank you lord for the churches that have held fast all this while even through the shutdown and and pastors have been faithful and i thank you for that oh lord thank you lord thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you for all your blessings and now as we go out into this week oh lord please protect us from the slander protect us from the discouragement protect us from the news and the media and the social media but let's listen to your voice as your sheep do let's spend more time in your word and your presence than trying to figure out what's the right thing to say and do but let's just walk with you lord yeshua let's walk with you let's talk like you let's love like you lord i pray for the children that are under bad and poor leadership thank you lord that you're the father to the fatherless and that you hear their cries please lord protect them answer their cries give us wisdom as a church lord to to support them and to raise them in a godly way that they will be faithful leaders in your church and in this country thank you and now may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of the father the beautiful fellowship of the holy spirit rest and abide on each and every one of you both now and always in jesus name amen amen that's all the time we have for today but we would like to hear from you our address is po box 2014 eagle idaho 83616 you can also listen to this message and more on the living church boise app available in your app store Join us this Sunday at the Living Church Boise. Service and address can be found on our website www.thelivingchurchboise.com. Visit our website for service time and address.